0: All right, welcome to the first episode of the No Greater Joy podcast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, pastors here at Grace Baptist Church, lead pastor Steve Strong.
1: Associate pastor Andreas Bailey. Uh, Ryan Adkins serving in a Timothy position here.
0: And we got uh, Dan the Man Craniac twisting the knobs, spinning yeah. the plates, making it all happen. Um, as pastors, especially here at Grace, uh, we take seriously what Jesus was saying in John chapter 15 where he just says tells his disciples that his desire for them is that his joy would be in them and that their joy would be full. And uh, we want for our people to, as the podcast title is, no greater joy. Uh, There's so much that the world offers to promise maybe happiness, uh, but we want our people to be more than happy. We want them to know the greatest joy possible, and that's to have Jesus's joy. And we're convinced, and we'll talk about this here in a minute, that uh, there is no greater joy for a Christian than when they can uh, really step into these three areas that we're highlighting as a church uh, being a 24 7 worshiper, a go person, and uh, being an alongsider. But before we get to that, why in the world are we sitting here with headphones and got microphones in our faces? Why are we doing this?
2: Yeah, so about two weeks ago, we were sitting in the same room and we were prepping for uh, what we thought was going to be our traditional equipping seminar time a three hour hit on a Saturday over a topic. Uh, we we're going to be talking about the spiritual disciplines, which we'll get to in a moment. But as we were talking about how best to deliver this material, uh, we thought through how uh, our how are our people accessing information today? And through our deacons meetings, uh, repeatedly we hear our guys saying, you know, that they're listening to podcasts. And so it was, all right, well, would that, what would that look like for us? And how could we deliver that in a way that uh, regardless of what's going on in the world, COVID, COVID not— Um, this material is still available and it's accessible um, and it just, you can fit it in instead of having to give up three hours on a Saturday that you can fit this into uh, whether you're washing dishes or driving the car, you can fit this into your life uh, as it works and you can uh, reference it and keep coming back to it and uh, have this both audio and video um, so there's multiple ways to access it and and view it and, and listen to it and keep it on your heart.
0: Yeah, I think we'll still try to provide some other seminars, get some of our missionaries in here. But uh, mm-hmm. um, what uh, what can we look forward to, man? Well, we, I think we, where could this go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's amazing that a couple weeks ago we were sitting in this room thinking, "What do we do?" <laughs> and now we're at a we're doing a podcast together. and I think it's a it's a beautiful beautiful thing what God can do. But I mean, I think some goals that we can have going into this podcast is first obviously, you mentioned that the three areas we want to see believers grow in, and the first one being 24-7 worshipers, and we're not just worshiping Jesus on Sundays. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. worshiping Jesus throughout the whole week, 24-7, the whole entire time, whether we're uh, in the place that we're working, whether we're at home, or whether we're at a place that we're uh, taking our kids to play at. Uh, it's, it's our time to be serving the Lord and worshiping Him, and then we have our second one that's coming along is Alongsiders. And what does that look like? It looks like coming alongside someone and saying, you know what? I want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Because I know I'm not quite there yet, and I know you're not either. Amen. And uh, we both want to become like Jesus, so let's do this thing together. Uh, let's be uh, brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ, and it's uh, uh, in our faith. And the last one is just being Go people, and that's just focusing on what the Great Commission is that's going on and, and being gospel-centered sharing the gospel with people and being bold in our faith uh, as believers in Jesus. And so we really truly hope to have guest speakers come alongside us as yeah. we're doing this. I'm excited for that to get some people um, even outside of Grace Baptist Church who have great thoughts, great ideas uh, that they've learned and gleaned from Scripture. And uh, you know what? We're just going to have fun doing this thing. Uh, I'm excited. Yep.
0: Really want our people, us, to be intentional mm-hmm. You know, in engaging in those areas. Yeah. And uh, really, hopefully, they can take this material, challenge themselves, challenge each other, use it as an alongside. Or hey, let's listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and we'll try to make this as available as we can. Different, uh, different, uh, I don't know, platforms yeah. to be able to host it on website, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. So we'll uh, we're gonna rest task uh, Dan the Man with uh, all of that good stuff. Dan so man. and see who else we can pull in. Um, so this first. Kind of big area of topic. I think you know, trying to equip our people to, to be twenty four seven worshipers, Take what we're doing on Sundays, do it as individuals on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when it comes to the spiritual disciplines, that's the first topic that we're going to be talking about. Um, has a lot of, maybe negative connotations to people. But when you guys think of the spiritual disciplines, what's your experience with them?
2: Yeah. So uh, for me. This has been in the process of working through this Timothy ministry and discerning this call into ministry and, and pastoral ministry. Um, the amount of growth that has taken place. Uh, just yesterday, uh, my wife and I were finishing the biblical counseling conference uh, virtually in our basement. And we got done. Um, I was a bit emotional, as you all know. Um, and she asked me what I was thinking. And I, w- I told her I was just thinking how far God has brought me in these last two, three years, the growth that I've had by sitting under the word, by uh, being alongside, uh, by worshiping more regularly, just living this life uh, and not just adding this onto my life uh, but trying to really make this the core of my life and, and just to really see throughout that conference this past week, just the timeless and universal nature of scripture and how it speaks into all areas of our lives Um, and so just seeing that growth in the last few years and by no means have i mastered these disciplines some of them were completely foreign to me six eight months ago Uh, but seeing now as we'll walk through uh, the imperatives that are in scripture for us as believers and followers of christ to do these things in order to train ourselves up for godliness
1: that's good uh, for me, it was freshman year of college at Clark Summit University. Uh, I walked into a class and there stood a man named Dwight Peterson. And uh, the man, he, he would bring in each class, uh, he would bring some, some energy and, and he would just, the importance of spiritual disciplines. It was something that he really believed in. Uh, just right off the freshman year of college, he said to us as 18, 19 year olds, You need to do this now. You know, you need to, you need to do this now and, and cultivate this desire and these abilities to cover these spiritual disciplines. And, and by no means have I uh, reached these disciplines or achieved every one of these uh, with excellence, um, but I know that uh, it's for each and every single one of us doing this podcast, it's something that we want to strive to do better at, and this is what we're challenging individuals within the church um, to, to do better at as well. Um, these are things that are going to truly bring us greater joy in Christ. Um, so I'm thankful for the experience I had as a freshman in college, um, each, each semester putting together a growth plan helped me in my walk with Jesus. And uh, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's cool that you mentioned Dwight Peterson because he was here oh five six years ago yeah. and uh, we were filming for him. And I remember Dwight Peterson at the Teen Leadership Conference many, many mm-hmm. years ago taking our teens and sitting in. He would teach on uh, uh, the youth leaders and the youth pastors and leaders that were there. He had had a separate seminar for them and uh, this was one of the areas that he started kind of presenting with us. Um, and it really resonated. And it really resonated when he was here with us as a church mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago. And one of the things that is he talked about the spiritual disciplines. I mean, for me, you know, if you've grown up in the church, I, you know, I had a Christian family. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor. Um, just have that heritage, super blessed, super happy for that. Mm-hmm. And so Christianity, so to say, has just kind of been built into the, the fabric or the framework of my life. And, um, and one of, but what's interesting when, when Dwight was talking and addressing these spiritual disciplines is uh, two kind of things that he mentioned was the 1 Timothy 4, I think one of you guys mentioned that, where it just says to train yourself for godliness. Uh, we don't take that serious, that it takes training to be godly. It's true. um and we uh we live as Christians undisciplined lives you know uh this Donald Whitney when he talks about the spiritual discipline says like you know as Christians we dabble in all kinds of things <laughs> but we're undisciplined in the most important things really you know we'll get our feet wet trying a whole bunch of things but we're not consistent or we're not disciplined in anything and so we struggle in godliness you know we like Romans chapter seven at the end is this pattern of our lives. We're doing the things we don't want to do and we're not doing the things that we do want to do and it's just a constant struggle. Why is that? And it's because we're undisciplined. You know, Dre playing baseball, I played baseball, soccer. Um, uh, It it sometimes is an overwhelming thing. My kids are in sports. All the practices and the hours and all of that that goes into something. To throw a ball. To throw a ball, to shoot a ball. To kick a ball. And uh, that's Right. Uh, you know, what eternal value is there. What brings eternal value is the spiritual disciplines that bring it's eternal true. value to those activities. But the point is effort, okay. intentionality, and discipline. And we want our people to be disciplined. Now, in that, there are some kind of, some misconceptions or some, I think, concerns that perhaps we should address. here. The first one that I, I want to throw out there, and you guys can add to this, is... Pushing our people to be spiritually disciplined. Um, when we're, I think one of the misconceptions, the first one at least for me, is is that we're talking about some kind of mechanical formula mm-hmm. for following Jesus and for following God. It's not what we're talking about at all. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the other maybe misconceptions? If you want to add and add to that,
1: yeah, I would uh, I would say like a, a barometer for spirituality, kind of measuring. Yeah. Oh, that person's super spiritual because they're following these disciplines and that person over there is not. I mean, when we get to that point, we're starting to really judge uh, each other. Yeah, they've read the Bible a hundred
0: times this year. Apparently they're super spiritual.
1: Yeah, and for sure, Scripture talks about how, uh, you know, our our brothers and sisters will be known by their fruit. Um, But I think for some of us, we can take that too far and just have that barometer of spirituality.
0: Yeah, the barometer for spirituality is not necessarily the things that you're doing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Christ likeness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. that Ephesians that's, 4, that our yeah. mandate to equip people yeah. for the work in ministry, it's measuring up to the standard yeah. of fullness
1: of Jesus And Christ. really, that's what the goal of these are, is for us to become that's like right. Christ. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. What else? What are some other kind of misconceptions that we want to just kind of address? Well, I think we
2: can see this as a form of religion where yeah, by sure. doing these things, we're earning favor with God. Mm-hmm. And that uh, these disciplines lead us into a better standing with God. Um, which really is a false gospel. That's you right. know, it's, yeah. it takes us away from the true gospel that Jesus Christ is the only way and uh, declaring him Lord and Savior over our lives and mm. that we can't earn our way to God. There is no works righteousness. There is no uh, penance or tithing or all these other things that we're called to do that will earn you uh, eternity in heaven, that it is only through Jesus Christ. And so I think that's something we got to really guard our hearts against um, as seeing these boxes, these different uh, disciplines as boxes to check off and thinking that's earning our way somewhere. Yeah. And that's right. That we're not earning gonna, a wage.
0: You're not going to earn God's favor, Amen. and you're also not going to keep God's favor yeah. by doing these things. Um, his grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. God loves and favors, his favors upon you because of Jesus Christ in its fullness and entirety, and nothing you can do is going to increase that Like, we don't have this fluctuating grading system with God. right? Wow, today I read my Bible and I prayed for 20 minutes. I must be getting an A or B. You know, oh, man, I haven't done that for two days. You know, I haven't shared Christ. I haven't witnessed. I haven't served well enough. I haven't been giving as much as I should. Apparently I'm getting a C with God. No, because of Jesus Christ, we have an A, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it's always there. Um, And so what we're pushing and challenging our people toward is not— a mechanical formula. It's not trying to gain favor, keep favor with God, um, and we don't. We're not trying to push our people into a direction to generate some kind of guilt. Mm-hmm. You know how we all feel. You know, oh, I didn't do it today. I didn't yeah, meet the goals. True. It's not trying to lay this guilt on them. I think rather it's trying to help our people step into the favor that they have with God, mm-hmm. because when you step into that, there's the joy. And so I suggest, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I think what comes to mind as you say that is that often when we when we start a reading plan, for instance, for sure. and we don't check those boxes every day, mm-hmm. I think for myself, I won't speak for you guys, but uh, I feel the, the propensity to, uh, to condemn myself, that I have mm-hmm. failed. And really, that's not what the gospel does. The gospel doesn't condemn. The, co- the gospel convicts us. Uh, to want to pursue these things in a way out of love for God, and not out of a way of again earning favor with Him, or it not being that source of guilt, you know, and that, you know, that gives us. So, I'm going to transition with that. So, if it doesn't condemn us, but it convicts us, so what are our views of the spiritual gospel or the, the spiritual disciplines, guys?
1: Uh, I think one of the the first views I have is that any activity that I can do intentionally. Uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will will help me become what God wants me to become. Yeah. So if so if I'm doing if I'm intentionally being disciplined in these areas, the Holy Spirit's going to help me um, take over the or not take over those areas, but excel in those areas. I think about what uh, Whitney or DeWitney says in the book. He talks about how uh, the Holy Spirit uh, basically, like, especially when we're talking about reading the Bible, like. When we're evangelizing, we're sharing our faith with people, the Holy Spirit's gonna bring up verses or passages that we memorize. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't, there's so many times in my life when I'm talking to somebody about Jesus, I'm like, where did that passage come from? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know about you guys. And really, uh, that should, shouldn't always be the case. I should be memorizing these passages, right? I should be focusing on these passages. Um, but yeah, the Holy Spirit's gonna use our intentionality in, in these growth plans. For us to become more like Jesus,
0: yeah, and so we're going to be talking about over the course of a few episodes nine different, yeah, intentional activities, Mm -hmm. um, because we feel like they're super important, yeah, but it's not necessarily limited to these, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's, and I think Ryan, you were hitting on this, it's a means to an end, yeah, Mm -hmm. and when it comes to these spiritual disciplines, it's also very dependent upon the person, true, and you know. The time of life that they're in, or what else is going on in their lives, um, and so it's de- really I think dependent upon the uniqueness of the people that are involved. So something that's gonna work or be effective for me may not be effective for Dre, or effective for Ryan or yeah. our wives or our children, yeah. you know, or uh, or whomever. And so it's easy, and I think also speaking to that, it's easy then for me. To, I can develop this, my goals, and look down on other people because they're not doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, that's if true. that's how, if I'm using the spiritual disciplines to measure me, you know, obviously that's a misconception about the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. certainly more so than me using my idea to evaluate other people. Jesus Christ is the measure that we need to be using. These are a means to an end. Um, and... Uh, you know, we talked about discipline what might be the consequences of not of an undisciplined christian life
2: i think we fall into false gospels sure we become uh as as i was thinking in the last two weeks about this hebrews 12 kept coming to mind and when we we're talking about training ourselves for godliness this you know hebrews 12 or in verse 1 where uh It says let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross um you know just thinking that we don't wander our way into running a marathon and that's what life is and also thinking of you think of satan as this prowling lion seeking to devour and i think thanks to the discovery channel we all now have a true (laughs) understanding of what a prowling lion looks like, um, thirty years ago that might have been something you'd see in a book. But now we've seen videos of that lion just lurking in the mm-hmm. grass, waiting for that one wildebeest or antelope or whatever it is to just fall out of the herd a little bit, um, and then seeking to devour. And so I think that that idea that we can't coast towards Christ likeness. You know, there is entropy in the in the world and in everything that everything without effort it dissolves and it it breaks apart. Um, and so it's it's really important for us to seek to use and, and to partner with the Holy Spirit in our lives to you know kind of be the wind beneath our wings and the uh, to put wind into our sails to use a sailing analogy you know just to to really um, again not co- we can't coast towards christ likeness we've got to be purposeful uh, in our desire and our delight towards uh, growing in that area of our lives
0: yeah we don't coast toward christ likeness I like that but we do coast toward error. Yeah. We do coast toward false gospels. Yeah. Like Paul writing to the Galatians. He's just completely baffled and astounded that they were just quickly going toward another gospel. Just years after he left. Just years after he left. And so yeah. you don't coast, you don't coast toward Christ-likeness, but you do coast toward false gospels. And in addition, I think you coast toward ineffectiveness. I think about Mm-hmm. Peter, uh, second Peter, we were just seeing this passage was taught to us on Tuesday at a pastor's meeting. and that was one of the things that stuck out to me. You know, Peter's talking about adding to your faith, mm-hmm. virtue, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, y- do this, you're intentionally engaging and growing so that you're not ineffective and that you're not unfruitful. I mean, who wants to live a life of ineffectiveness? And get nothing done for God, you know. Nobody wants to be the servant that looks at Jesus and is like, I got nothing to give you. Yeah, you know. We all want to be that well done, good and faithful servant, and uh, we want to be effective and fruitful for as much of God's glory and His purposes, uh, you know, as possible. Um, another, I think. Result of an undisciplined life is you think about some of those seven churches in Revelation that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll let you guys speak to this a little bit more, but I think about, you know, it was the Ephesians who left their first love. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, we look at that, we're like, oh man, how in the world can that happen? I think we coast toward that. We undisciplined spiritual lives lead to leaving our first love. What are some of the other
1: yeah, I, I tend to think about the title of our podcast, No Greater yeah. Joy, and the fact that as believers we're not going to be able to experience the joy that God has sitting there for us if we're not disciplined in our faith. You know, you were talking about sports and, and how sports can play a role, and, and you need to be training for those sports. And I think about a baseball player who has this goal of wanting to make a playoff game or to the World Series, but they don't put the time and effort, and they're not disciplined. They're not going to experience that joy of winning a game if they're not disciplined. And so, for, as believers, we need to be disciplined so we can experience the joy that God has sitting there right for us. And and that's exactly I think will lead us into the, another consequence is that the enemy can tempt us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not experiencing the the joy that God has for us. That's when we also we tend to tend to feel like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling like God's giving me everything He could be. Well, no, I'm just not disciplined enough. I'm not falling after these disciplines God's given us, and uh, so the enemy he outwits us, he outthinks us, he he's one step ahead of us because we're coasting and we're not thinking about these disciplines that God's given us.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think when we lack in these disciplines in these areas, mm-hmm. it just opens the door for sin. For sure, uh, it just really opens the door. Yeah. And like I'm glad you brought up the temptation mm-hmm. aspect of it because I, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about. You know the the temptation of Jesus that we see in Matthew four and in Luke four, where Satan is, and, and we even see this in Genesis three, where Satan is twisting God's word, and so he's he's trying to, um, you know, cause Jesus to stumble, and the way Jesus responds in all those instances is with the correct word. You know, he, he's not. Uh, misspeaking or he's not allowing that uh, Satan that would introduce something into the Word that's not there, and so I think these disciplines give us uh, an avenue to kind of rebuke and refute and keep Satan uh, at arm's length yeah. and and keep him from getting to the mm-hmm. point where he can introduce and uh, tear us down with sin, tear, tear those around us down, and um, you know lead us into a doctrinal area or er, er, error, and just. Um, you know, keeping our minds and our hearts and our focus set on Christ. Yeah, even Jesus
0: with the disciples before the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, that, that last supper with his disciples, you know, is, is warning Peter in particular, you know, you're going to deny me. Yeah. You, you know, they're all going to run from him. And they're in the Garden, Jesus, what's Jesus doing? He's praying. Mm-hmm. He's being spiritually disciplined. He knows what's ahead. He even warns the disciples of what is about to happen, he invites them to step into this spiritual discipline of prayer and pray with him. But what do they keep doing? Yeah. Falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And immediately Judas comes and the guards and they run. And Peter denies. You know, and that's that's the coasting that we're yeah. really trying to trying to push against. So um so, kind of some objectives with this, not the podcast in general. We're going to deal with all kinds of different topics and series, but this first one with the spiritual disciplines, some of our objectives and what we hope to do. The first one is just, you know, we have this uh, spiritual growth plan. I think, Dre, you were you highlighted it or referenced it earlier with uh, Dr. Peterson, Dwight Peterson. You know, as a church, we have a goal. We want 30 people here at Grace to start utilizing and working through a spiritual growth plan yep. using this kind of template setting some goals um i think out of this series if we can get those 30 people uh, you know that was uh, i'd love for that to happen mm-hmm. so for to be a catalyst in that direction um what else what are some objectives over the as we talk about these spiritual disciplines
2: i think for me it's just uh having us three help to discern You know, you can look at an idea of fasting or uh, service or witness, and not really know where to go with that. But to provide some uh, very specific goals uh, that you can utilize on that template, on that growth plan, Um, and then also to kind of stir any questions or thoughts in our listeners' mind and our churches, our congregations' mind, um, that we would be able to answer those, and just to serve as again that catalyst. You know, bringing that. Uh, the necessary energy to get into these disciplines correctly and uh, properly, uh, that we could reduce that, that amount of energy that's required uh, for the individuals that will be stepping into it and just to help them truly see the fruit of uh, living a disciplined life. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I would say a, another ob- objective that I think we should focus on is the fact that it's so easy to uh, talk about these things and people become fearful or scared about them and that the fact that they – they Like we were talking about, they feel guilty, they haven't done it. Um, I hope that we can use this podcast as a way to encourage people to take part in these yeah. spiritual mm-hmm. disciplines, and not to feel guilty, but to feel uh, a sense of, all right, I want to experience the true joy that God has for me, and, and the way I'm going to do that is by being disciplined uh, with these spiritual disciplines and starting a spiritual growth plan.
0: Yep. So let's take a few minutes here, and we'll wrap this up with the very with the first discipline. It's the biggest discipline the most important, the foundational one. Um, But I think it's also the discipline most people are most familiar with Mm -hmm. when you think about being a good Christian, so to say, quote-unquote. You know, you talk about, oh, we got to be in the Bible, the Word of God. Um, uh, Before we get to that, some of the other, you know, we're going to be talking about our time in the Word of God. Whitney calls it Bible intake, but we're also going to be talking about prayer, worship, silence and solitude, journaling and learning, discipline of, Witness, being a witness of service, discipline of stewardship of our time and our money, and of fasting. So we'll address all of those. uh, But here, as we kind of wrap up this first episode, let's talk about Bible intake. Uh, I appreciate what Whitney has to say about this one. Um, No other spiritual discipline rivals the importance of the intake of God's Word. No other spiritual discipline can compensate for the lack of it. And without feasting on the fruit of Scripture, no one will enjoy a growing, healthy life. So why is the Bible so important to us? Why is this foundational?
1: Gray, you yeah, I, I i tend to think of it, obviously, as it's God's Word. Yeah. It's God's Word to us, and it, it holds a weight and a power. Um, you know, I was talking to some of the students recently, and, and we were talking about how even society in general, even culture, I think realizes that there's, there's truth in what Scripture says. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about the number of plays that have been based on Scripture or the number of movies that have come out recently within the past several years, um, it shows you the importance the Scripture has uh, in this world today and in the importance that it is God's Word um, and that when we open God's Word, He wants to speak to us. Um, and He's just asking us just pay attention. You know, it, as we start in this, I'm reminded of a quote uh, from D.L. Moody. It says, "...the Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible." And that quote all throughout my college years really helped me in the fact that I needed to be disciplined yep. in reading the Word or potentially I could fall into sin, you know. Good. So.
2: Yeah, I think the, you kind of touched on this, Dre, that this is God's communication to us. Mm-hmm. This is the creator of the universe Yeah. who's got a lot going on, if you think about it. Yep. And, and yet he has taken the time to communicate mm-hmm. with us, uh, inspire these authors to bring forth the word and has preserved that word over yeah. thousands of years, um, that we have it in a, in a manner that we, in which we can hold it today. Um, and that if we aren't in the word, we're not hearing from him. And um, I mean, I think it's really important that we see and understand that if we're not hearing from God, that void is gonna be filled with culture. It's gonna be filled with other voices, uh, none of which love us in the way that God does none of us none, none of which that cares about us in the way that God does um, and so it's it's just it's an imperative that we get in the word and we stay in the word and and we understand that that is God directly communicating to us
0: yeah yeah and as we think about this you know uh, a couple passages that we want to kind of highlight and we did encourage everybody to, to to take some time after listening to this to maybe just kind of read through think about Meditate on it would be second uh, Peter chapter one. I'd encourage the whole chapter um, but I love what Peter tells his people that God in his divine power is granted to us this is in verses three and five three really His divine power is granted to us everything all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence you know we need to take the word at its word. God has granted to us, everything that is related and pertains to the life that we live and to being godly through the knowledge of Him who called us.
1: Yeah, He's given us everything we need.
0: Everything we need mm-hmm. to live this life in a godly way
1: yeah.
0: is right there. Mm-hmm. And there, there's really no greater goal for the believer than to live this life in a godly way. And it's through the knowledge of Him. And we're not going to be profoundly influenced by what we don't know and how we it's know true. God. Is the word of God, um, Second Timothy chapter three verse six, uh, sixteen, super familiar? All scriptures God breathed, breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be uh, complete, equipped for every good work. Profit. I like that idea. Profit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the word of God is profitable. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes to make money. You know. And if we can make money, it's worth our time. Well, the Word of God is profitable to be complete, thoroughly equipped for everything. And then, really, I, my heart's desire for, for all of us and for all of our people is that the Word of God would be what uh, David writes in Psalm 119. i not going to read the whole psalm. We're already long, uh, long enough in our podcast here, but 97 to, to 104, just one segment. Oh, how I love your law. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. I think if if those could be the words of every one of our people here at Grace about the Word of God, hey, win, all Then right? Yep. Uh, the, we've done our job as pastors. But when it comes to taking in the Bible, uh, consuming it, the spiritual discipline there, kind of four different ways that we want to talk about that and how our people can be doing that and um here's the first one is just simply hearing hearing the word of god Um, and just straightforward that's what it is to be disciplined and in listening and i think the best way that you can do that is uh come to church be at church um where the word of god is going to be faithfully preached um of course we're going to recommend it expositionally and working through the entire scripture, not just a picking and a choosing. Um, but attend church regularly. Don't miss a Sunday, really. Don't do that because... Or, and I'm saying that because we're your pastor. But attend church regularly. We need we need that ministry of the Word of God. How else can we hear the Bible? What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, we could uh, start with a podcast. That's listen right. To, listen to podcasts, right? <laughs> Um, we could listen to to uh, to scripture. I love the, how the Bible app, you know, you just get you download that and, and it will read scripture to you. Uh, and even listen to other churches' sermons, other mm-hmm. pastor sermons. I think is a good thing because, uh, you know, you're you're learning from other people and uh, their their views and their takes on different passages. Uh, I think are important. You know, if if we're not, if we're taking our time and we're listening to all of these different TV TV shows and these movies. We're not taking time to hear God's word. There, there might be something that's that's wrong there, you know. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's so there's so many different ways we can hear God's word. But another one, I mean, I don't know if if Ryan was going to share this, but just talking to each other about God's word, yep. right? Uh, encouraging each other in conversation about God's word is important as well. Yep.
2: Yeah, I think the the plethora of resources that are available on our phones mm, alone, it's nuts. it's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Um And so. It's, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed by that. Um, so, if you feel overwhelmed by where to, where to begin, ask one of us. We've got yeah. resources on our phones that uh, we would love to share that have been profitable for us, that we've enjoyed. And, um, you know, and I think it's important that hearing is not just this passive activity, but it's something that we need to learn to do and to really uh, not just have it on in the background, but be actively listening and hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is being preached and what is being taught, and uh, what the word is uh, saying. If you're listening to scripture directly, you know it's not just a passive, um, like I said, just noise in the background. Like this is a really important discipline that we need to cultivate and uh, work through.
0: Yeah. Some sample goals. I would I would encourage people to listen to messages. Listen to the message here at Grace. Maybe sometime again during the week. I think that'd be a cool goal. Yeah, that's a good goal. I think you could have uh, listen to other preachers. I think Dre, you mentioned this. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the other churches in our area? You know, like Faith, like churches. Listen to their messages. Mm-hmm. I would also encourage people to listen to the old guys.
2: Yeah, the you old know, guys. The old guys. <laughs> you know, I the yeah. one of the
0: apps that I have on my phone is from Martin Lloyd Jones. Oh, that's you know, cool. from mm-hmm. uh, early to to mid 1900s, mm-hmm. and different style, there's different length, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I don't know, it, it kind of brings a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I would listen to some, some of the old guys.
2: Yeah, I think it's really important that, or I, I want to highlight that this isn't uh, listening to these live streams, listening to these other pastors and preachers that doesn't exclude us, or excuse yeah. us, I should say, from being involved in our local church. It's right. Like, it's really important to get plugged into a local church, to be connected with other believers. And really it's the only way we're going to grow, you know, and um, using the analogy of the body, you know, if we, what happens to a severed hand is it dies. And Mm -hmm. so that hand needs to be connected to the body, a body of believers in order to really grow. And that this hearing the Bible, um, I'm going to take this as as a segue into our next area, which is reading the Bible. Hearing the Bible does not serve as a substitute for reading the Bible. And so, um, Dre, I think you pointed out in our pre-roll um, some stats from USA Today that you that caught your eye. Yeah, we had,
1: uh, and these stats are, are crazy, but basically USA Today uh, had a stat that came out. Uh, it said 11% of all Americans, so that includes Christian and non-Christian alike, uh, read the Bible every day. 11%. That's wild. <laughs> that's extremely low. Really low every yeah, day. Yeah, that's really
2: low.
0: I think it'd be interesting if we took that poll here at Grace, yeah, what that percentage would be, how many yep. read the Bible every yeah. day?
2: Um, well, there was a Barna group uh, a Barna research group poll that was done against uh, amongst those claiming to be born-again Christians yeah. that displayed th- the following numbers: only eighteen percent read the Bible every day, and 23 percent that's almost 1 in 4 professing Christians say they never read the word of God. It's wild. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's one thing 11% of all Americans, mm-hmm. but to say 1 out of 4 yeah. professing Christians yeah. don't touch the word. Yeah.
0: Yep. And again, there's so many resources, mm-hmm. you know, and I would yeah. I would encourage all of our people here at Grace to get that YouVersion version mm-hmm. app. There are just many, many plans. Mm -hmm. And even within that, I would uh, challenge our people to, uh, um, because I know there's a lot of shorter plans, you know, topical plans. Mm -hmm. I would challenge to use a plan, but use a plan that's going to systematically take you through Scripture larger portions. You know, not just topic, and you're getting bits and pieces of chapters here and there, but you're working through books of the Bible, um, larger segments of scripture like the Gospels or mm-hmm. Paul's letters or whatever you yeah. know, uh, the wisdom literature. You know, yeah. You're yeah gonna say them.
1: I've I've noticed that in my own in my own reading is when I'm doing the short topical uh, devotionals, which they are good. But I've noticed that if I don't have another one lined up, I get lost. You know sure. what I mean? So I'll finish that one in five days, and then I'll be like then it's what easy do I to do get, next. Yeah, yeah. What do we do? And then, and then, then I'll, kind of I'll, miss, I'll miss a day yeah. because I don't have it lined up. Right. Yep. And even th- to us talking about people who aren't reading the word, I know that for me personally, uh, becoming a pastor over eight months ago, I've, I've experienced that I've run into more people who, who are professing Christians that don't read scripture. It's crazy. Like yeah. I've had people tell me that and I'm like, you should read it. You know, yeah. I just try to encourage them as best as I can, but yeah. it's, I, I don't think I know. Before being a pastor, I thought, "Oh well, I'm sure everybody has read scripture a couple of times." But no, the reality is there are people that haven't read scripture before. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I would um, I, uh, a simple thing would just make. I think we just need to make the time. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We just need to we need to make the time. We need to yeah. substitute time, perhaps. You know, if it's you know after dinner, we're not turning the TV on. Yeah. We're taking yeah. twenty minutes, and we're going to read. I'd encourage you to read aloud. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, sometimes seeing it on the page but then actually speaking it while you're reading it keeps you focused. Mm -hmm. Um, But pick a time. Make it the same time every day as best you can. Use a reading plan. And when you're setting a goal, you know, I I think we're all pretty ambitious. We're like, I'm going to do this every day. Yeah. I think pick a goal that's, reasonable feasible for you you can always adjust these but even if you got to start out saying i want to do this two days a week three days a week just set that goal and set where you're going to do it when you're going to do it and and what you're going to be reading Mm -hmm. make sure you got all those don't just sit down and be like i'm going to start reading the bible you know delineate those things be clear specific that's right be specific
2: with it yeah i think in the in donald whitney's book when he talked about um, the time it takes to read the Bible I, something that really stuck out for me is that I think so often we can look at scripture and go man how could anyone ever read this whole thing Yeah. and he points out that in no more than 15 minutes a day you can read through the entire Bible in less than a year's time that if you sat down and started reading the Bible in Genesis 1 you would finish uh, the book of Revelation if you did in a marathon about 71 hours and so it's really not that long a time and he states that uh, if you take five minutes a day, that'll take you through the Bible in less than three years. And if you uh, substitute the average American's time watching TV each month, we would all be able to read through the entire uh, entirety of the Scriptures within that month. Wow. Um, and so it's just a matter of you know if you take three chapters out of the Old Testament and three chapters out of the New Testament each day, that you'll read through the Old Testament once in the year and the New Testament you'll finish uh, four times in that 12-month span. And so it's just when we see that it's not it's not this huge elephant that can't be consumed it's it's something that uh it's really tangible and it's it's really like steve was saying make that commitment uh, same time every day and i would encourage you not to make that the last 10 minutes before you go to bed yeah yeah that that's not um you know there was a speaker we had heard at one point that said like he encourages his students that there's no breakfast until they break the fast of scripture mm-hmm. and so when you get up in the morning you read your scripture and then you eat your breakfast and that allows you to spend time uh, thinking on that word throughout the day um, as opposed to going to bed and forgetting it yeah. in a matter of moments. I
0: think that's really good. I think if you could do it in the morning, do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I also think if you're in your reading plan and you don't understand what you're reading, just keep reading. Yeah. You know, The one that I'm reading is, is pretty intense, but it has me circling, cycling through a lot of this. And if anything, you're just gaining a familiarity. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes... If you're going through numbers and you're, you're like, oh, I don't get it, I don't, I'm not sure what I understand when I'm reading, that's all right. Just keep reading. You know, a lot of these plans will bring you back to it. Yeah. Um, and, and then this kind of jumps into a different area. Write down your questions, though. I mean, if you got questions, just write them down. Just keep reading. Don't let not understanding or your questions stop you, you know, and getting distracted and trying to answer all those questions. Just keep reading. Just keep going, keep going. Get through it. Um, two more. Uh, different ways that we can take in the Bible, studying the Bible, and so I think it's already getting, you know, these getting a little more time-consuming, time intensive. Consuming. You know, hearing the Bible, reading the Bible. The next one is studying the Bible, um, and I think with with this type, with this area, is not so much do this every day, but um, I like how Whitney kind of explains the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible um the difference would be reading the bible is you're out on a lake you're on a you're on your boat and you're just kind of you're speeding across the water making your way you're you're pulling a tube behind you or you're skiing or something and you're getting the big picture of the whole lake you're you're taking in the surroundings um studying the bible is like going across the lake just kind of letting the current take you but you're in a glass bottom boat and you're just taking the time to observe hmm. and um, you know I, I would encourage people to set a goal to not just hear the Bible read the Bible but also to study the Bible yeah and to just kind of maybe once a month set a goal like once a month I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna take an hour and I'm going to take a passage and I'm just gonna land there I'm going to observe everything that I can. I'm going to ask questions about this passage. I'm going to ask myself what th- what do these words mean, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's like now you're taking a pen and a paper, and you're uh, interacting mm-hmm. with the Word of God. Studying the Bible can be kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. What do you guys? Yeah, what do you think about I, studying?
1: I uh, I love what R.C. Sproul said. Mm-hmm. He said. Here then is the real problem of our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word, not so much because it is difficult to understand, not so much because it is dull and boring, but because it is work. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Our problem is not a lack of intelligence or lack of passion. Our problem is that we are lazy. Amen. (laughs) That's right. No no no. we are lazy. Yeah, why
0: don't we do these things? That's right. It's because we're lazy I
1: see that in myself when when I don't feel like uh, hearing or reading or even studying the Bible, it's because I'm lazy. I don't want to take the effort into, into diving in because I'd rather do something else that it's more or less me just chilling and relaxing than diving into the Word. Yep. And so I think there's a lot to, to take away from that, that it is work. It's work, yep. you know? And, yeah. we're, and I think some of us, we may hear that and be like, oh, well, work is bad. Work is a good thing, right? right? Work, work is pre fall. Yeah, work is pre fall. Right. It's a it's a good thing for us to to be doing.
0: Yep. Here are the so. here are some of the helpful maybe. Uh, tips or yep. some direction in terms insider of insider tips with Pastor in, Steve. That's right. Ooh. To uh to to for your study time to be I think beneficial for you. So I've already mentioned it. Just grab a pen and paper. I would encourage you to. Use the different sections in scripture. So, you got your paragraph sections. Go take a paragraph or take a chapter. Um, And I'd encourage you to to write down as many observations as you can. Some are pretty obvious, others are more subtle. Um, And just read through your section of scripture, read through it, mark down observations. And perhaps you could probably easily, I think, come up with at least 100 observations, no matter what path, even if you're working on like two verses. That was one of the things when I was in college, yeah. you know, they gave you this short passage and it was like, come up, it's 100 observations, it's like what in the world? And you did. You're just coming up, you know, some yeah. are pretty obvious. But the more you read over it, you you begin to, all right, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, you know, and you're answering the questions who, what, where, when, how, um, and just make all these observations you know, with your section of scripture, what are the key words? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: What are the words that are important? What are the words that are repeated? Um, And then you're going to ask the questions about those words. What does it mean? Where else are these words used? And so um, uh, one of the things that I enjoy, if you're a grammar type person, I think you almost need to think about your grammar rules as you're working through a passage of scripture. You just, it's, it's super helpful for you. Outline it. Maybe mm-hmm. just, you know, try to outline the chapter on, yourself, on your own. Don't worry about getting it wrong. Just interact and play with it outline and outline it. Try to put it in outline form. If you're in a lot of Paul's writings, it's going to be super easy to do that. If yeah. you're in a narrative, just try to follow the flow of the narrative. Um, and What's the, the flow of things? Do things get, does you know, does the narrator narrator slow down a whole segment? You know, who are the people? Conversations are really important. Um, but just try to outline the passage. If you're with a psalm, re- put it in your own words, you know. And uh, so what you're doing with studying is you're just taking a passage and you're just kind of like playing with it in your hands. You're really slowing down, focusing a lot of tension. And then the last thing I want to say with this is don't be afraid of using helps. I think every Christian needs to have in their home a good concordance, which is going to give a lot of cross-references and where words are used. You need to have a good concordance. You need to have a good dictionary, which is taking the words, and it's going to give you this is what it meant at that time. Um, a good study Bible and a good commentary. I think uh, keep your commentary for last. Play with the passage by yourself. Make those observations, ask those questions, and to then go to the commentary. But um, I, I think this can be really rewarding for people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think a feasible goal with this is once a month, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work through a book of the Bible and so this month I'm going to look at the first chapter or the first two paragraphs or whatever mm-hmm. and just can play with it. So all right, we got to hit the la- the la- the fourth in terms of Bible intake and that's what we're doing as a church. I think it's really cool. You know, we're memorizing Psalm 145 and it's just that memorizing the Bible why is memorizing hard? It takes time. It does. It takes work. commitment.
2: Yeah. It's work again. It's work. Yep. And it's I think our propensity for comfort and laziness and, um, mm. you know, we just got to counteract those things and um, it's seeing the value mm-hmm. in having that word available uh, written on your heart and available for a good time. It makes me think of uh, Proverbs twelve twenty five, where he writes anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad, you know, and it's having that good word at your fingertips on the tip of your tongue where you can really speak into the lives of those around you uh, with a good word and not just some earthly opinion, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the, the real value in it. What's
0: a helpful way that you've memorized scripture,
1: Dre? No cards, the old-fashioned way. Yep. <clears throat> I just simply just, uh, you know, even when I was taking a, a, a Greek course in, in, in college, I would just write down the word and then the definition of the word on the back. I do the same thing with uh, passages of scripture. I'll just write on the front of the card uh, the passage of scripture, the reference, and then on the back the verse or the rest of the passage, and just flip flop. You know. <laughs> yep. yep. So, yeah. There's
0: a couple apps that I found. V- yeah. Uh, just one is just called Verses.
2: Yep, yeah, I use that and, uh,
0: one. And now I think there is like a, a monthly fee for different mm-hmm.
2: versions. Yeah. yeah yearly so fee. the KJV is free. Free. But then I want to say it's five dollars a year. Yes. For all the, the other all versions. the other versions. totally so, worth it, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah totally. it's that's one coffee, yeah, right? right. It's oh, one Starbucks, Starbucks drink, you know, yeah, and, yep.
0: a small yeah. one, but yeah, <laughs> yeah a total. um, yeah. and uh, but that's really cool. You can pick as many verses as you mm-hmm. want, and it, it just works. You can adjust the of diff-
2: lengths of verses. There's different right. activities to do with yeah. word banks, or I mean, the there's a beta version out right now. I was actually working on it last night where it's um you actually, you speak the verse and that's how you kind of oh, cool. like pass the test, if you will, yeah. um, is you actually speak the verse and oh, it cool. can recognize yeah. right words, wrong words. Um, yeah, it's a really, I haven't gotten to all the features of the app, but it's yeah. it's yeah, pretty valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I think with, along with studying and, and memorizing, it's just the accountability factor. Yeah, You know, having somebody who can hold you accountable, even stu- like I think about with the note cards in college, the best thing for me was getting my roommate to help me go through those and yeah. ask me them. Uh, so whether that's your spouse or your brother or sister or whatever, you know, get somebody to hold you accountable. Get them to ask you, what is what is this passage? And, and, yep. and don't just limit it. that
2: to working with believers. Yeah, that's true. You know, oh, true. If yeah. you've got a brother or sister, or a mother, father, son, daughter yeah. that's not a believer, for sure. work with them on that too and yeah. have them hold the card because yeah. then they're reading the scripture as well. Dude, and how beautiful would that be, man? Yeah.
1: yeah, like, And even for somebody who works at like you know a fast food restaurant they'd have their break and yep. they have a break with someone else and' they're like I need to memorize this yep ask just, them you know yeah hold it while you're hold saying it, it yeah. and, yeah. and it,
0: what you're doing is you're helping the other people for sure you yeah. know yeah, yeah this is for me but in essence you're in really essence it's helping, it's helping. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah it actually makes me think of last year's men's conference when our speaker said if you want to hear the word of God say it out loud yeah read it out loud no, and no, I you'd I mentioned that sense. earlier yeah but just that idea of if you want to if you want somebody that you're Uh, pursuing to hear the Word of God, then speak it. Speak it.
0: We're not going to do this, but I think um, we don't memorize because we just don't value, see the value memorizing. So what if we gave everybody $100 for every verse they memorized at church? I think people would memorize.
2: I think so. We're going to need more offerings.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So we're not going to do that. But I think that just goes to show, man, if we put a a monetary value Absolutely. we would yeah. be like
1: oh yeah I would do it yeah yep. um, because we see that we see that quickly yep. you know what I'm saying yep. we see that return quickly all right yeah. and i
2: think the idea that like well i can't memorize scripture i think that can't is really saying i choose not to choose not yeah and that, that goes back to seeing the value and we can remember lines from our favorite movies i mean how many times during a staff meeting are we quoting a movie yep. that's 30 years old or so or older or a song or yeah. you know so it, it's not that we can't do it. It's just, <laughs> just that we're not pursuing it with mm-hmm. a delight and a love for it. Yeah,
0: and my age is slowly going up. Um, it, it does get harder to memorize things as you get older, but it, it just gets harder. Mm-hmm. So it takes a little more effort, a little more yep. work. So. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll uh, continue Bible intake with meditating uh, the next episode. But I appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah. I think this is yeah. really good. And I uh, just encourage our people, listen. There's no greater joy. Following hard after Jesus is a 24-7 worshiper. Go person alongside her. And uh, we want to help people step into that joy. Amen. All right.
2: God bless. Thanks for listening.